Hey, before we begin, as usual, I want to thank all the great people who make up the Call to Arms team. Of course, the Call to Arms podcast made possible. Every episode is made possible by the amigo Toby from HR. Original artwork is, as always, made by Double T, Alan Martin. And original theme music is a track called Tropical Vikings by Careless Music Manila. Shout out to King Wow, Brett Jackson. Haven't seen him in a while, and I, and I wish that he's doing well. Uh, please check them out on Spotify. Thanks to everyone who continues to support and download the podcast. Let's begin. So this is going to be a mailbag episode, and I'm very, very excited to do it. And I'm also going out on a limb here, and I'm putting myself and uh, Toby from HR on the spot and saying this is going to be a regular occurrence here on the podcast. We'll have our guested interviews um, every now and then, but the mailbag is something that we will keep open and we will make sure we always answer, hopefully on a weekly basis. As I say that, I'm kind of laughing at myself because I just know that it's, uh, it's a tough promise to keep, but you guys have shown us so much support and you guys you know, continue to, to encourage us with a podcast. And I want you guys to feel like this is your podcast as much as it is mine, as much as it is Toby from HRs. So you know, your questions, um, any topic that you want to throw our way that you kind of want the pod to talk about, those are all very much welcome. Let's continue to create this together. Let's continue to put stuff on the podcast that we like as you know as a collective. Um, and myself and Toby will will do our best to make sure that we get the right people, um, the best people. Um, or if we can't, then you know, just me <laughs> to talk about those things and to answer those questions. Today on the mailbag, as we open it, my fiance is on here with us. She's without question the one person in the world I'm most excited to talk to every single day and the person I enjoy talking to the most, and it's not even close. You know, conversations like what you're about to hear on this episode. Those are the kind of conversations that I've been having with Bea ever since we became good friends years and years ago. It's the same conversations that we're, we, we had, we've been having since we started dating. And um, now that we're engaged and about to get married, these are the conversations that you know I'm excited to be having with her for the rest of my life and for the rest of our life together. It's our ability to talk to each other about anything and everything from the profound to the stupid, mostly the stupid, that is the foundation of our friendship and the fuel of our relationship. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited to share that with you guys. We got a whole bunch of, of questions from you. And uh, as we move forward, as you guys have hopefully gotten to know us a little bit better, hopefully you can throw out a bunch of topics or questions that are not about us um, into the mailbag because the questions about us are the ones that we like answering the least. But, you know, talking about the stuff that you like, the stuff that we like, um, why, you know, the San Antonio Spurs and the Los Angeles Lakers isn't really a rivalry because we didn't really lose that much sleep, you know, going up against the Spurs. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. The Spurs are great. But that being said, um, it's incredibly frustrating these times, as we know, as I seem to always say at the top of each episode. Um, and myself and Bea decided to plan a wedding um, during these times. And while that probably isn't the soundest decision we've made together. It's also put a lot of things in perspective for us. What's important? 
what's maybe not that important what's something we can live without what's something we can't live without when it comes to a wedding and you know every time we're faced with a new limitation or a new challenge or a new whatever that we can't have that most other people have had at their weddings uh, the one thing that floats to the top is that we're just excited to be getting married and to finally start our life together i say all that because at the end of this podcast, I hope for a couple of things. You know, my my shallow hope and wish is that you guys are entertained at the end of this hour or so. And, you know, you guys get a laugh out of it. You, you, it gets you guys thinking a little bit and gets you guys thinking about something else. Um, and that's always just, you know, what the intention of this podcast is. My other hope and wish is that you guys somehow, some way, if you haven't yet, and for those of you who have, congratulations, I know what it feels like. But those of you who haven't yet, I hope and wish that you guys find someone that you love talking to as much as I love talking to my future wife. And that, you know, it, it, it's something that you find in your lifetime and that you find soon and that you take care of and that you always, always protect. And you always ensure that that someone's always going to be there when you open your eyes at the start of the day or you know uh, a couple of button presses on the phone away and you can always have those conversations those are my hopes at the end of this podcast the one thing i do guarantee is at the end of this you will be thinking to yourself wow damn that you know that ramos is lucky how would he manage to pull that off the answer to that is i don't know i still don't know and um I would appreciate it if you don't tell my fiance how great the disparity is there because I don't think she's realized it yet. And don't forget, she can still change her mind. The ring's not on yet. So please, please look out for me and maybe keep that to yourself for now. Uh, my fiance is on the podcast. This is a mailbag episode. My name is Nico Ramos. Welcome to the Call to Arms podcast. Something going on around the islands. Money flowing wherever I've been promised Just another vacuum in the tropics Taking over, trying to stop this novice Make it killing, I'm feeling conquer I'm a dreamer, the floor is lava Something going on around the islands Straight fire when we vibing Alright, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, back-to-back episodes on the pod that we're bringing someone back. Um, it was Miko Halili last time. Um, and now we're bringing back someone who was on the first um, ever episode of Call to Arms. And um, it's her second appearance on the show. And it will not be her last, ladies and gentlemen. It is a great honor that she uh, replied and agreed to do this with us. Thank you for finding the time. And thank you for indulging us. Miss Bea Fabregas is here with us on the pod, ladies and gentlemen. Are you running out of guests? <laughs> <laughs> Are you? I think. I think. No, 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 this is the plan all along. Yeah, no, I saw this. You tweet. No, no, you tweeted something and then you posted on Instagram. And I was just like, oh, I, I'm, I'm the next guest. While you were napping. Thank you so much. No, thank you for having me. Yeah, no, thank you um, for coming on the pod. And thanks to everyone for sending in questions. All right, so we, we've done this before, and this is kind of like a regular thing we, we want to do. Sometimes it'll be me. Sometimes um, Bea will come on. Sometimes we'll just get random people on. Um, if it's anything about the Suns, and the Amigo will answer it. But um, the way the mailbag works is you send us a bunch of questions. Um, I'm like almost 
completely in the dark um, with, with most of the questions. The amigo sifts through them and then he picks out the questions. Um, let's not waste time. Let's try to answer as many of them as, as we can. Toby from HR, what's our first question? All right, so good. let's start simple. Um, actually, this got asked a lot, but what were your first impressions of one another? How did you guys meet? Mm. Ah, we, we did radio um, together. Yeah. So um, I was a junior jock at Magic 89.9, and then I eventually got hired, became a DJ. Yeah. And then Bea tried out for the junior jocks. Um, I, remember, I remember the day of the tryouts that you and your batch um, had to go through. I was working that weekend. Um, and then that's pretty much how we met, just... Wait, spending were, time at the at the radio station. Were you there the day um, we all auditioned? Yes. We, oh, you were, but you didn't see me that day. Not no. in. I, I wasn't in the room when yeah. when you auditioned. Okay. The first time I saw Bea was already at the at the magic booth. Yeah, because you know I made it. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I made I'll, it. No, I'll never I'll never forget. She was wearing uh, you know those amigo. You remember the Lego watches. I remember, I remember that she was wearing a, a Lego watch and mm-hmm. the biggest sweater I've seen um, <laughs> in my life. Um, and, uh, and the Lego watch was, was yeah, the very, very first time I saw her. Yeah, but that's the first time you saw me. What was your first impression? I thought that, um, I thought that Bea was the kind of person that I would get along with. Um, Interesting. I, I think that was a common impression of, uh, of, of each other. I don't think we necessarily thought that we saw this person and be like, oh, that person's going to be my friend. I just didn't think we had a lot of things in common based yeah, on my... For sure. My, uh, oh, it was my fault because I was, uh, I was uh, judgmental of, um, of first impressions. No, it's okay because I'm super judgmental. Yeah. And I, I took one look at you and I was just like, this guy, I was not impressed um, at all because I'm a big radio fan, obviously, because, you know, I mean, we, we were DJs. Well, he was a DJ, but um, I, I grew up listening to the radio and Tyler was not somebody that I was particularly impressed with. Every time he was on air, I was just like, oh, change, turn it off. <laughs> I really, I don't know. I don't know if it was your voice at the time. Or your vibe. My voice at the time. It has Before changed. I traded it, it in. It has changed, man. You, we need to like dig up those recordings from 2011 or no, 2010. Yeah, no, but, but... It was not a good look. Yeah, because what's, what's important for people to know is that we started out radio, we were 17. You were 17. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I, think yeah. I was like 17, mm-hmm. 18, something yeah. like that. So uh, I was around... Like, I was turning 20. So my first The Adam's apple had not formed completely. <laughs> my at, at first impression of Nico was just this arrogant, annoying kid. Like, I just could not stand him. He always showed up at the station sloppy. Like, obviously, we'd all be there to train, you know, segue training, intro, extra, basic radio stuff. And he was in basketball shorts or... A sando. Alam mo yung hindi, hindi siya prepared. Never sando. Like, never oh, hindi, nakasando. Naka never sando because I never had the body for, <laughs> for, for the sando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the basketball shorts though, and there is no excuse ever to show up at your workplace in basketball shorts even if, you're, even if your workplace allows for it which yeah, obviously ra- radio does. But I will say this though, I got really fat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
after college, I went to college. I've said this a million times. I went to college in the province in Los Banos. I came back to Manila, to Marikina, where my parents live. And food was free again, all of a sudden. So I just ate and ate and ate. And um, I got really fat. Mm. And none of my jeans fit. And I was too broke to buy new clothes. And I just wore basketball shorts all All the the time. time. All the time. No, I can't stress this enough all the time. And so I found it so lazy and I felt like it was like a reflection of him as a person where he just shows up to this place and he thinks like he's this cool kid and he doesn't need to, you know, look presentable and, you know, we're all these young students trying to learn and absorb everything we can and then Nico's just kind of there chilling. So I wasn't a fan of his um i mean i wouldn't say work but just him his appearance in general so first <laughs> yes yeah, so i would much rather you were not a fan of my work than yeah, no. you as he my future like wife say Absolute, i was not a no. fan of his appearance yeah, in general super no super no so that's pretty interesting um yeah that we eventually became friends that those those i did not expect that amigo this is not this has not gone off on the right foot for me next question next please question. this is not a good start for your boy um all right so from there um here's another question bea how did nico court you if, you, oh. if that was your first impression of one another hmm yeah, the question's <laughs> to you lady <laughs> Oh, man. Well, we became radio partners um, in 2014. So by the, by now, we'd known each other for three years. Um, and then we got really close. Actually, when we became radio partners, we were on 6 to 9 a.m. on 99.5 Play FM. And he was the first face I would see every day. And so obviously, you have to try and like this person because it's so early in the morning and you guys are just trying to do a show. Um, and that's when I realized, I was like, oh, matalino pala siya. <laughs> oh my God, he's smart. Like, he's... I'm still waiting for the realization no. regarding my appearance. No, yeah, okay. I'm waiting for Wait, it. Lang. It's around the corner. It yeah, should yeah, be yeah, around yeah. the corner. No, I, I was just like, wow, he's so, he's so smart. Because I'd never done a morning show. I was 21 years old. I was so nervous. And he really kind of, I mean, I guess helped me through that experience. And he was just like, you know, wise. <laughs> it's like so surprised Not by that. Yeah, exactly. Because that was the first time we actually talked and had to work together exclusively not just you know i mean not in training or whatever and we got really close and we started talking about everything basically everything and we had so much in common um so what was weird with that after we well that show got cut like after three months (laughs) we got canceled (laughs) quick quick no, no, no. We didn't get canceled. I got fired. Yeah, he got she fired. stayed on. Yes, 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 yes. So, so it was my morning. Like, it wasn't my morning show, but I was on the morning show for, I think, I think a year. No, more than a year. Years, yeah. Years. Um, had been with maybe four um, sets of radio partners at that time. And, you know, I had... Even way before that, I'd been telling the bosses when they were telling me, who do you want to have on your morning show? And I kept saying, you know, I think Bea Fabregas would be really, really Aww. interesting. I think we'd fight a lot on, on the show. And, you know, I think that that would be a, a good thing. So they asked Bea once. She said no. Yeah, no. Which is, why, which is the reason why we went ahead and hired, you know, someone who became a really, really dear friend to me in Noel. Um, but then Bonus had to fly back to the States. Yeah. 
And then Bea came in on, on the show eventually. And then they fired me. Yeah, they fired him. And so, then they kept her on. Yeah, we were on for like three months. And they fired me the day after my birthday. birthday. Yes, right after your birthday. Um, <sighs> so we were super, I guess because um, every day at 6 in the morning till 9 a.m., you have to talk and really get to know the person you're working with because you can't fake a morning show. You can't fake a friendship. And somehow we got super close and we kind of, we kind of experienced separation anxiety after that. Um, we didn't realize that we meant a lot to each other. <laughs> so, um, but at the time we were in different, like we were in our own relationships. Like there was no flirting. There was, it was super professional. And then, um, and then three years later, we we started dating. We, <laughs> and then there you go. Yeah. So there was That's a lot the abridged of abridged version. Yeah. So there was a lot of. Um, I guess there was like I knew that there was attraction, um, but we just were never single at the same time. And so I would say when we finally were single, it wasn't really like courtship. It was like we need to be together. <laughs> It's now or never. <laughs> no, for sure. That's that's exactly how it happened. That's that's what we'll no, tell our kids. No, you yeah, he was pretty intense. Like when we started dating in twenty sixteen, he was saying like very stressful statements. Like, you know, we can you, you I can imagine our life together and I can imagine, you know, uh, um all our plans in the future. And I was just like hold up like let's 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 breathe i like you a lot i really do i really did like him a lot but he was i guess because it was it took so long to kind of get to a place where we were both single um major eager beaver sha um and as i and and as i've been known to say i'm not always right but, but i'm never wrong. wrong yes so and that's it wasn't really courtship it wasn't like oh i want to take you out on a date or whatever. And I, I mean, sorry, we, like we said so much, but we had to establish like why. <laughs> so, naging kami na. Like, yeah. Yeah, kami na. Yeah, yeah. In 2016. No, it's 2017. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know that none of these sounded like trap questions to you, um, <laughs> Toby from HR, but but so far. Magulo kasi siya, Toby. So far, you've been putting me in spots. Here. Yeah, magulo oh. siya. So. But it's okay now. It's better much better yeah but yeah. then also also i will say this we got engaged and then a pandemic took over the globe so uh in relative terms it's uh it's it's it's, it's it's okay it's great all right next question um do you guys work out together and does it ever get competitive oh my god no no, no. Uh. Oh, have you seen her work out <laughs> Have you seen her work out? I hate working out with Nico. I really think, don't like it. You think Bronny James works out with LeBron? No, uh, Bronny does it in his own time. He doesn't want that smoke. Um, no, I, I no because working out is kind of something I like to do alone. I really I don't like workout classes. I mean, I understand you know people that join and they're you know together and they're going through the hour of cardio or whatever. But I just just never that way. So I like. I like I don't even work out with music. So I'm I like being alone with my thoughts. So when Nico is around, I get stressed. It's like, are you done? Are you finished? Or like if I finish first and he's still taking a while, it's like very stressful for me. So we just work out <laughs> separately. Um, yeah. And I work out more than Nico. 
So, but he's a lot busier than I am. Like I ain't, I ain't doing a lot these days. So, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I'm working, I'm just not working the way he is. So we don't really have time to work out together. Um, we're not competitive when it comes to that. No, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> eh. All right. Uh, next one. How has the pandemic affected your relationship or it to be your work or your plans or whatever? How was, how have you guys been basically? Um, I mean, it's not easy. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I want to I qualify that though. I don't, um, we're not having a hard time the way um, so many people are having hard times. Um, I think our characters and our dispositions are we like to kind of like joke a lot about a lot of things. But, um, you know, with the pandemic, we have our tiny little complaints here and there about, you know, about things that um, sometimes stress us out. But we're fully aware that, you know, we don't have it as tough as most people do out there. We've been very, very lucky. We've, we've been spared. I just took a swab test the other day. Yeah. And I just got my result. But the time that you're waiting for that result is just an, just an incredible amount of anxiety. And obviously, there was relief at the end when I found out I was negative. But, um, you know, I think we, we're, we've just been trying to, to deal with it as, as best as we can mm-hmm. um, with, uh, with the knowledge that whatever inconveniences we may be experiencing, you know, obviously, um, you know, the, the work part of it gets, gets hit. Um, you know, especially for, for Bea with, with radio, you know, they're in a radio booth, right? So if, if, if you want like a great example of where, a, you know, where a certain place could be a Petri dish for, oh, for, for a sure. virus, you know, just, you know, have it it's the booth. <laughs> somewhere where, where 15 people share the same microphone every single day. Um, and, you know, there's, there's no events around. There's, there's no stuff like that where we usually kind of make our living. Um, but we've been lucky enough to kind of get other opportunities and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, we just try to adjust, man. Try to adjust as, as best as you can. Yeah, I would say that you, um, I, like I mentioned earlier, Nico's really busy, um, obviously, with his nine to five and all the, these meetings he's popping in and out of. And I am not, I mean, I don't like radio isn't a nine to five job. So we don't have meetings. Actually, Magic has like one meeting every two years. (laughs) I was still employed the last time they met. (laughs) I'm serious. Like we don't meet. Um, And I will not get fired for saying this because it's a fact. And so that, that it's just been weird because I, my job, the nature of my job before all of this was just jumping from one place to another, whether it's radio or an event or like wherever I need to be. And so all of a sudden I'm just in my tiny space and it's kind of, you know, it kind of drives you crazy after a while, but, um, and there's more, I mean, after you do, let's say an online event for an hour or two hours that you have like the rest of the day. So it kind of, it's like, I think it's been tough on tougher on me I would say especially if you know I don't like bothering Nico if he's like swamped with work so I just let him do his thing so most of the time I feel like I'm just staring out my window (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I mean okay this is this is my issue you know how people are like be productive read your books or I don't know like water your plants and uh watch a new series first 90 days sure yeah no not even (laughs) I feel like 
Like you're doing all of that to pass time. And I don't want to do it the past time. I want to do it because I actually want to do it. So when I see books, I'm just like, I don't want to read the book. <laughs> I don't want to watch Netflix. I don't want to do anything. So I don't know if it's like an internal battle within me to like be productive and find things to do. Um, I mean, some days I'm better, but then other days I just feel like lying down and staring. <laughs> and I just be like, oh my God. When is going to end? So yeah, but as Nico mentioned, um, we like we're fully aware. Like we, I think there's a lot of anxiety from reading that everything that's happening in the country. So, but it's like you cannot avoid the 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 to- the, the toll that it's taking on us mentally. So at the same time, you feel grateful that you're not like completely affected by what's happening, but also, you're going crazy. So it's just this back and forth every single day. Um, yeah, some days are better than others. Uh, some days I just cry and <laughs> say, don't, don't talk to me today. So there are days like that. Right. I think the, I think the tough part is if you empathize, right? Um, especially with, with other people who, who don't have it as good as you do. Um, you kind of... To and some, there's a reason for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's... People aren't handling the situation. It's so bad. Yeah. So if, if you're the type to empathize, obviously you kind of um, feel for, for, for these people a little bit. Um, and, you know, that's, that's, that's a weight that you, that you carry. And then you look at, you know, the people who should be doing things and the people who are expected to do things. And you see this, just this complete lack of empathy mm-hmm. um, yeah. from, from their end and, that just causes a lot of, you know, frustration. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, 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 it's exhausting above all things, uh, above all hassles or inconveniences that, you know, we have experienced, you know, as, as two individuals or as a couple or as a couple who's engaged or trying to plan a wedding and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Well, none of that has been easy in this pandemic. The, the one thing that floats head and shoulders above everything else is, just this disconnect between how much you empathize with other people and how much people who should be empathetic mm-hmm. and who should be looking out for, for those people who are suffering just have a complete lack of a care. Yeah. I mean, and they're just like completely we're out on of our, Fs to give. We're on our like... own. That's how we feel. We're on our own. So I think that's where the exhaustion comes from. And then you have to just like stay at home. Like I need fresh air soon. Soon. Like I really need some fresh air, guys. Like let me out of here. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it, it's also it's what August and you don't know, you don't see an end right now. So it's like accepting that the rest of the year, um, obviously with all these, the cases rising and just being safe and trying to keep your family safe. And, you know, there's like these reports now that families are, are getting the virus because, you know, like you still see family like cousins or whatever. And like, we can't even do that now. So it's just really just stay at home and, do not go out if you if if you don't need to and yeah it's it's hard to deal with but i think that's what we all understand now here in like the philippines that the government isn't handling this well at all and yeah it's heartbreaking i guess that's what it is it's heartbreaking so planning a wedding 
um, during COVID-19 is difficult, but that's, I mean, really, really, that's not the, it's not a big deal. So yeah, that's how we look at it. Right. Well, since you bring it up, um, hey, Nico and Bea, need help planning a civil wedding this year. Do you have any pandemic wedding planning tips? Uh, yeah, wash your hands, um, <laughs> stay at home, um, and observe social distancing. Um, try to make it. Uh, I hate the sound, you know, uh, grim about it, but yeah. Don't invite anyone. No, I'm just kidding. Try to, um, <laughs> try to make it, man. Try to make it to, to the date that you had in mind. Um, if, if, if you're the type to, if you're the type to, really want you know like a big celebration um you know, maybe plan for that some other time um if you you know i mean this person who's asking this is asking about the civil wedding so um yeah. I, I say just get it done um as as soon as as soon as you can as simply as you can as safely as you mm -hmm. can uh, as a top priority and then just worry about maybe like the actual celebration of it sometime in the future no like we mentioned we don't know when this is ending so when we were choosing a date we were thinking oh you know should we wait and of course there's like all these random things you have to take into consideration like rent because we you know we we rent separate places and like all the boring stuff and i thought to myself it doesn't really matter if we push it back to December or January. Like, we don't know. So just choose a date and decide. And whatever the heck is happening around you at that time, you just work with what you can. So I think there's no point in trying to wait for things to get better because at this point, so yeah, we just picked a date and we are just praying. I mean, obviously we want immediate family there, but if let's say it's worse in during the time we have to get married, we'll adjust. So yeah, so I guess that's our advice. Like get it done and um, just be ready for anything. Like especially for the, like, I don't know if you had like dream wedding, whatever, did you? No, no, not really. Okay. Well, in fairness. Um, but I wanted to walk down an aisle. So this is very basic. Okay, this isn't something that's like grandeur or like, I ain't asking for the world here. I just want an aisle. But um, it looks like I ain't gonna get one. So um, you have to deal with that. And see, that's, that's the thing with, with stuff like this. It's like everything normal, everything you're used to, because we've been to so many weddings, it's literally being stripped away one by one. And so I had to deal with that. It's like, oh, oh my God, all these friends can't be there. Okay, there's going to be no aisle. Okay, there's probably going to be no first dance. Okay, there's, like, there's so many things. But then at the end of the day, the most important thing is you just get married, start your life, and then deal with this pandemic mm -hmm. together. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My advice: How to get married in a uh, in, in a pandemic? Just get married. Just get married. Just get married. Mm -hmm. Get get it get it out of the way. Be a unit, and then just figure out your life from there. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, if you two could invite one sports personality to your wedding, who would it be? So it's going to be your immediate family, the mayor, and this one sports personality. Who's that going to be? W one each, or one, we have to agree on one. One, one for just one. Wow. Do, do we have to, like... Maybe pop. Do we have to... 
do, do we have to justify why do, do, right? do, do, do we have to justify <laughs> why, why, why it has to be Ron Artest? No, it's, or, it's Greg Popovich. Is that part of the question? Who would you invite or, and why is it Ron Artest? Or maybe Tony Parker, right? No, because, hell no. Yeah, why not? No. <laughs> it's, why not? It's not good. <laughs> I'm not going to invite like the most attractive French athlete ever to my own wedding. I love him. Every night, you go to, every night she goes to bed, there's but a photo of but, like, Tony Parker over I, her bed. But I won't have an aisle. But Tony Parker would be. <laughs> I mean, come on. It, that, that, that makes sense if, to me. If, if, we had to, if we had to agree oh, hi, on, yeah. on, on one mm. sports person. Pop. Greg Popovich wouldn't be too bad. Although... Although recent history will tell you that if you ask him any question, you give him any, you know, any opportunity to speak, um, he'll speak about social justice before he talks about his Spurs or the way they played or the race of the eighth seed or anything like that. Um, so if he's to give a toast at, at our wedding, um, then you know, he's going to go on a five-minute just rant against Trump, which might not be the worst thing, oh, <laughs> which fine. might actually oh, be really a fun it. thing to have at mind, the wedding. You don't mind Bob? Don't you have a coach that you like? To to be at the wedding? Yeah. Not really. Okay. Like like if, if Phil Jackson wants to show up at the wedding, I'll move the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you for the five Laker championships, Phil, but I'm a pass on that. If if, however Pop or Fed. Pop. Why? Pop. Uh, I, I just feel you like you could he, bring good wine. Mm. I, I just feel like I just feel Greg Popovich would be much more fun at the party. Yeah. Um, but if there was a way somehow, some way for Shaq to be my best man, then I'm all in on it. If Charles Barkley wants to be my best man, I'm but there's all, just one. I'm all in. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving I'm giving options. Okay. And if somehow, some way we find out that Ernie Johnson Ooh. Was actually a pastor or Doris Burke? Okay, it's Doris Burke. It's Doris Burke. Yeah, no, okay. Final uh, we, answer is Doris. We, we take it back. We take it back. All of that. Never um, mind. Disregard. It's Doris Burke. Yeah. Okay. Dor- Doris, Bur- Doris Burke can take my mom's place and give me away at the wedding. Sorry, mom. Okay. I'll send you a Zoom link. There we go. <laughs> um, what's gonna happen if the Spurs and the Lakers end up facing each other in round one? I mean, it's not gonna happen. But what if it happens? <sighs> My gosh. Well, I'm holding I, on. Are we or Nona? I'm going to have to buy Bea a cheer up present right after game four ends. Mm-hmm. Is probably <laughs> what's going to happen. Um, okay. Yeah, I like I I don't I don't think I don't think the Lakers go to bed worried about the Spurs. Like is DeJounte Murray going to drop yeah. 35 on us tomorrow? That's true. All due respect to DeJounte Murray. Oh. Um but it, I'm rooting for the Spurs. It's a different time, okay. I mean, if you asked me this question in two thousand four, two thousand no, even just like <laughs> twenty fourteen, the you know. Oh no, the Lakers weren't in the NBA yeah, those years. Okay, no. See, that's the thing. Okay, no. Where? What's a year that they were both like okay? Oh three, oh three. Sure. Oh three. They wait. Spurs won that year. If we were, they beat the Lakers that year in oh three. It would not be pretty. Like, it was just, you know, uh, obviously the Spurs were very, very, very good at that time. Right now, I'm very realistic, right? I mean, I just want them to keep the streak alive. I want them to make it to the playoffs. 
I have really lowered my expectations. I'm not under any illusion that we are going to do well in the playoffs. I just want them to make the playoffs. So if the Spurs and the Lakers play, I actually am root. I, I root for the Lakers now. Yeah, no, I, and I'm and I'm 100% rooting for the Spurs to right. somehow get the eight seed, so mm-hmm. I can get some sleep during the first round what? of the playoffs <laughs> and be like, oh, whatever, wake up. Whatever, and be like, you're still going to watch. How much, but how much did we win today Come against San Antonio? Whatever. If it's the Blazers in the first round, I'm, that's so like, mean. I'm, I'm, I'm praying. That's I'm, really, that's really cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm praying. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm doing I all, cheer all for the, the Lakers. I cheer for the Lakers for you, okay? No, and that's I, why I'm cheering for actually, the Spurs. Actually, no, I cheer for the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma. Beauty. <laughs> 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 anyway. I, I want the Spurs to, to be the eight seed for the streak yeah, to stay alive. Yeah, but we're not going to fight. Um, you're like a half back as, as of this recording. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, but if, if, if that happens, it'll be fun. I'm I, like... In, in all honesty, goodness, that's that's something that I I want us kind of like to to experience is to have because there's not going to be a lot of th- that that with pop any you know anymore. So I just want another yeah. playoff run with pop. Yeah, I mean you know pop bought himself another season with the Olympics getting pushed back. Um, you know, uh, but then you know after that, then who knows? Who knows? Who knows how long he'll he'll still be coaching? So it'd be nice to have a Spurs. Lakers um, series, in all honesty, goodness, just to have kind of both of us for be old times' sake, yeah, and both of us to be just as invested in in, in watching, you know, a, a seven game series. So that would be fun. Um, but uh, I, I'm no longer a betting man. But um, ha- say, for example, I still were. The silver and black is not where I would put my money. Yeah, it's okay, me also. <laughs> right. Uh, what has been the best thing about the bubble? The best thing about the bubble? Yeah. Oh, wow. You answered that. The, mm. There are certain things about, about the bubble that distract me to no end. Um, like, you can really tell because there are some teams who can't sell out their game giving away free virtual seats from the comfort of your living room. I mean... Really? I haven't really noticed. Yeah, you look up and the virtual stands are, are half filled. And I'm like, it's free. Mm. You're at home. Mm. You're watching the game anyway. Like, hey, Orlando, you can't convince 200 people to sit in their, in their living room and mm-hmm. watch the game. So that stuff distracts me to no end. Mm-hmm. Just like every time I see an empty virtual seat, I'm like, Ugh. isn't there an NBA employee who could just sit in there just to, you know, not make this team look as sorry as as they are um but i i think i think that the best he the best thing about the bubble is how every game and i hope it translates to the playoffs even though this will not be beneficial to to my lakers how every game is practically a toss-up so far at this mm. point the phoenix suns are six and oh the phoenix suns mm. in, in in a thousand other universes Oh, it's only in this one that the Suns are six and zero so far in the bubble, and you know you you really can't tell if the Blazers face the Lakers the first round of the playoffs, and you tell me you know like a month from now that hey you know it, it, doesn't it suck that the Blazers beat the Lakers in five games in the first round? I'll be like yeah, but also not shocked because it's the bubble. So 
I, I think that's the best part about it is that, you know, they've taken away home court, they've taken away all the traveling. Um, and, you know, the, this is really kind of like a, you know, a mad sprint um, to the finish and you have no idea what's going to happen. So that's what I like about it. Yeah. What Nico said. <laughs> no, no, no. All the games have been so intense and I think it's been such a treat for all the fans. Um, I think I was in actual tears when the NBA came back, like real tears because I was like, wow, this feels sort of normal, but not. So I, I think the best thing about it is that they can all play at such a high level and we're for, I mean, for two and a half hours, we're not stressing about what's, what's happening outside of it. We're just watching basketball. I think that's what I'm enjoying about the bubble so far. I also find that it's kind of cute. They look like they're on campus and they're like, school kids it's like it's just they must be sick of each other by now but um yeah i i've been enjoying it so far i am excited that they can have family over like once the playoffs um start so i'm looking forward to that because it must be so hard for them also right so i'm just so grateful that i mean basketball's amazing also also here's here's one thing for everyone who's who's tuned into this right now in my top five of best things in the bubble is anytime you watch a Blazers game and um, they're on defense and it's so obvious that Carmelo Anthony is going to get a rebound, just whenever you're watching a Blazers game, just turn the volume up as high as you can. And anytime it's, it's clear that it's Carmelo who's going to get a rebound, usually after free throws, just listen for the NBA switchboard and whoever it is that's controlling the audio there, just turn off the Blazer audio, the game audio for three-fourths of a second, regardless of how long it takes for Carmelo to scream, I got it, you know, <laughs> F, F, F out of here. Because <laughs> They, they t- like someone's on on the switchboard holding the volume knob like this, and they're like, "Carmelo's gonna get a rebound. Turn it down." <laughs> All right, turn it back up. That's been the best part for me. Yeah, it's been it's really been fun. I'm gulling how they were able to figure that all out. As in, walau masabi. Follow up question to that is: Would a bubble work with the PBA, or what would a PBA or UAAP bubble look like? Ah. I think I think the UAP bubble would be great. I okay. think I, th- I think the UAP schools should start thinking about the bubble. The only thing that kind of stands in the way of having what is it, sixteen, thirty-two, sixty-four, hundred twenty-eight players um, from eight UAP schools in in a single facility. And you know, you know, we we overspent on the Sea Games anyway, right? So mm-hmm. you know, there, there's got to be a facility there where all you need is one court. It's not like the NBA. Yeah. So the UAP survived on just you know playing one court. Um, have all these students there. They don't have kids. They don't have yeah. wives or anything like that. But I, I feel like it's fairly manageable to put them there. The only catch is how will they go to school, right? Because they are student athletes anyway. Mm. Um, you know, but that seems like something you know, they can easily figure out. So I think that the UAP having itself a bubble is not out of the realm of imagination. I will, though. I will pay very, very, very good money to see the PBA try. Mm. for a bubble oh 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 the things that could happen yeah oh the people who would break the bubble rules for sure and the reasons why they would break it for i'm sorry i think uap athletes would break the bubble rule 
I, I really think I, so. I think they would because yeah. they're kids. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, of course. Well, you know, they're kids. Yeah. It's understandable. But, but having, you know, having worked in the PBA and having, you know, had access to, to, to the PBA and the PBA just being the PBA, you think Lou Williams was bad? You think Lou Williams, you know, going to an adult establishment and saying, hey, I just went there for the wings. You think that was shady? Oh, I wish the PBA would try to, would try to do a bubble. Yeah, but I can't even begin to imagine, like, where they, like, I can't, I can't. Like, where they would, I just, I, I the don't fights? Even, no, yeah. The fights? I can't imagine it, sorry. Oh, and, and that's when you'd really kind of separate in the PBA, like, who are, like, like the true like hoopers, the mm-hmm. true like I love basketball ballers in the PBA who'd be like all in on it. But there would be a considerable number of PBA players who would be in the PBA bubble just getting drunk every night. Yeah. Also, I mean, not to say anything, but I mean, not just the players, but just the structure of like the bubble in general. And like not how they would enforce yeah, it. Yeah, and how yeah, not letting people that aren't allowed in. Like I can't imagine being like, oh, about it's just like I just can't imagine that happening every other night. And they're like, and negative swap this Like I can imagine this happening. So yeah, the strict policies you know no family no friends might be a little hard to do here look i mean the whole playing in front of no fans isn't going to be an adjustment that's true i mean they they've they've had practice with that that's so mean it's not mean (laughs) if it's true like if the pba bubble started do you like outside of the hinebra players right because they they get a crowd no problem Right, like, are are, are there going to be like you know some teams, you know some guys from the smaller teams going? Ah, I know we're, what we're really adjusting to. The is fans. We, we don't have that Araneta yeah, crowd. That, that crowd. Know? Yeah. The, I really feed off that energy. Yeah, I mean, is this really a, like a Colombian Jeep problem? Like, like is the Blackwater elite going yeah, really so going? I wish our fans were here, it's man. It's not that. It's you, for me. It's just the, the strict policies. I, sorry. Yeah, I would, I would, I would. I because would. there's too many people involved, you know, and it's just like the dissemination of information. Like, like, what are the rules? What are we allowed to do? What are we not allowed to do? I just feel like people won't be on the same page. So yeah, and and I'd love, I just love to see the the logbook of of violations um, and the excuses for the violations as to as to why it happened. Um, but I'm all for. I am for the record all for it for the PBA trying to do I'm not. to do a bubble do it in Enchanted Kingdom you know just just, do, just go for the full Disneyland model just put a court up in Enchanted Kingdom have all 13 teams there and then just see how it goes just see how long we can have it run um, I promise you it'll be the most entertaining the PBA's ever been alright uh, Nico what is something you had to stop or give up because Bea asked you to um, it wasn't necessarily because she asked me to. Um, I I guess it was, you know, not to not to get serious, but um, I I think Bea kind of helped me a lot, and you know, her family helped me a lot in in not just becoming a Christian, but becoming a better Christian. Um, but I used to have a real foul mouth. Like I used to... You know what? I, I picked to, that up from him. I, I have a foul a, mouth now. I, have, I used Sorry, to have a very Dad. 
very bad potty mouth. Um, and oh. it didn't, like, I'm not going to say it, it, you know, I just turned it off overnight. But I'll also say I didn't notice it, that mm. it was happening. Um, because before, you know, it was, it was you know, F Oh, this, yeah, like F every that, sentence. This, every sentence. Um, it's actually amazing that you were on the radio for that long and you knew how to filter it out. It, it, like, you know that, you know that Bruce Almighty scene with, 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 with Steve Carell? Um, and, you know, it, it just looked like he had Tourette's or something like that. I was like that, like, but the opposite. Like, I'd go on air and obviously be completely cuss-free, turn off the mic, and I felt like I just had to get it out. Um, and, you know, that's just how I... I, you know, I, I used to speak, um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's one big thing that, you know, is a, is a tangible thing that I had to, I guess I didn't have to stop, but I have stopped, um, ever since so Kenny, we, we started dating. Mm. Yeah. Because again, when we were friends, you know, we, we it didn't matter. Yeah, we still talked a lot and yeah, I still talk like that a lot. Um, and you know, it's not something I'm, I'm proud of. Notice how there is no explicit tag on on this podcast because uh, one uh, I don't curse a lot anymore and second because Toby from HR runs a tight ship. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, thank you. I, I I try, I try. Plus, I stopped working in the PBA, so. But I, but I had less rage in my. I body. will say that I picked up, like because we would we started as friends and I was talking to him so much that I picked up this bad habit and he was just like, wow, we are hanging out way too much because you did not curse like this before. And now you do. And I, 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 I will admit it's still like, he calls me out now and he's just like, like watch it, your language. And I'm just like, what? I'm just talking to you. So, but yeah, so, but good for you. I didn't Thank really you. notice that. Thank you. Good for you. Same question for you, Bea. Is there something that you had to stop because Nigo asked you to? Asked. Um, he doesn't really, he's so nice. He doesn't really ask me to do anything. I don't know if it's because it's like fear or he, like, it's, I don't know if it's. <laughs> Why should I like that? How, how do you Morse code the letters H E L P? I'm going to do it with Help. my eyes right now. Yeah, no, he doesn't really ask me to, like, he hasn't asked me to do anything. Like, you need to stop this because I can't stand it. He's never tried. But um, I will say that I had to stop walking out on arguments <laughs> because sometimes I'm just like, I'm, I'm so done with this conversation. Not because um, I think it was my way of dealing because he's so, okay, when we used to argue, he would have like, this i don't know like a like a thesis for you like the intro the body you know like site sources like he just breaks down everything and there was just so much discussion about like why this happened or how we got into this fight and this and that and sometimes i'd just be like oh my gosh i can't deal with this so i'd walk out and i realized that that was like that was hurtful plano so <laughs> I mean, you, don't, you don't do that plano so yeah i would walk out a lot um and it was very it was i it was very rude it's disrespectful and um so i've learned to be more patient when he wants to break down things not even just arguments but i guess like discussions like he likes to really talk about so many things like sometimes when he's telling a story i'm just like what is the point 
please oh, Toby, get to it. <laughs> Toby feels the exact oh same way because gosh. I promised Toby that every podcast yeah. is going to be 20 minutes long. No, it never it's, is. it's dal dal. And there's like, I don't understand why he has to tell this story. Even when we're out like with people for dinner, he's sharing this story and has nothing to do with the point. So Nico's that way. So can you imagine discussing things with him? And yeah, when he would fight and I'd get impatient, I'd walk out on him a lot or I'd, I wouldn't even drop the phone if we were, you know, talking on the phone. But that's something that I had to change. Um, really be more patient because I don't know if you noticed this about me, Toby, or if I strike you as a patient person, but I'm really not that patient. So <laughs> yeah. I, I'm better at it now. Very much so. <laughs> what are some pre-2020 things that are dead now? Like, for example, shaking hands or uh, karaoke bars or stuff like that. So what are some pre-2020 things that are dead now? And which one are you going to miss the most? First of all, a, a videoke bar will never die in the Philippines. Yeah. Um, if... Like, if they said a videoke bar could open in MECQ, that place would make a lot of money. Um, yeah, with all, like, the plastics already. Yeah, and, yeah. No, you know, they, they they're would, in separate. They would figure that like, out. You know, six, like, maybe six cubicles with, like, plastic dividers they, and then people just with their own mics. Yeah, no, they, yeah. they, they would figure, would, I don't know who owns Magic Sing, but that dude is made. That dude is, like, he's, he's set. So I, I don't think that's uh, ever going to die. It's kind of surreal for me to think that handshakes and, you know, just high fives are, are, are going to die. Although that's going to, you know, that's going to be, that's going to be an endangered species. I'd like to think. Um, and beso. After this. Oh, beso. Oh. Yeah, beso. Beso better I, be dead. Yeah, please. Beso better be please, dead. Please, because I don't particularly enjoy making best of people um sorry oh i've had oh i have a problem with a best of. yeah i have so i don't because, like it i don't like it because i'm I, i'm personally not so much of a like i don't necessarily mind physical contact pre-covid obviously now you know i'm i'm as much of a germaphobe as everybody else and i like to maintain social distancing and give you your space and have my space but Previous to that, you know, I'm I'm a hugger. Yes. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a beso type of dude. But I get I get confused and I get carried away sometimes, right? So if I run into a group, right, and there's like three girls and a guy, and I'm you know I'm like, oh hey hi hi everybody. I go beso girl one. I go beso girl two, and then and then the guy is next. But I see that girl three is fourth on the chain of greetings. I have been known to beso guys before and be like, oh no, wait, oh wait, what? Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, it's high five for you and then beso for, for the last time. I'm so I'm happy that when you bump into people now, that you won't have to beso like all six people anymore. Because that's so awkward. It's just like, hello, I'm happy to see you. Why do we have to make beso? I mean, I don't I don't get it. But obviously I did it because it's rude, right? But yeah, I'm very excited for this yeah, <laughs> to that. not be a thing anymore yeah no uh, you, you you you've served as well you've mm -hmm. lived a long and um uh and productive and storied life um but uh beso may you forever rest in peace you you are done you are done past 2020 what's a movie bill likes that you hate nico and <laughs> 
What's a movie that oh you my god and I hate? I've I've been known to kind of like be a fan of trash cinema um, and trash TV. Excuse trash me. and trash TV is okay. just like my ultimate guilty pleasure, right? Like you know, uh, I, I I remember I think a month ago we spent like four hours watching Real Housewives yes. of Beverly Hills when it came on to Netflix. Um, so I you know I I won't necessarily say that I hate um, anything. Um, and I'm not saying this to be contrarian and I'm saying, I'm not saying this just to be cool about it or anything. Cause I, I like it. No, he likes watching cause he likes, he loves yeah. watching whatever it is. Nico is the type that he has a podcast while he's showering when he's outside, something's playing on the TV and then like, he just can't stand silence, I guess. I don't know what it is. So he likes watching things, but if there was anything though, yeah, no, I, I, that you can't sit down and watch with me anymore. What would it be? I w- I w- it's not to that extent. Again, I'm not saying this to be contrarian or just to kind of be cool. I like it, but Bea loves it, right? <laughs> but for me, the 13 or so Star Wars movies that have, have come out. What? Um, There's only nine. Yeah, and then they have all the other yeah. side movies and stuff like that, right? Okay. Uh, I love Star Wars. And, and I'm like, isn't all of this the first movie? <laughs> like, isn't yeah, every Star, Star Wars, Wars a version of the first movie? You know, like all the, you know, the, the, the plot and everything and uh, the, the big, you know, the big heroic miracle, deus ex machina, hand of God, um, you know, saving grace that comes in out of nowhere in the end where the cavalry comes in or, or Han's alive or, you know, or, or, or Chewie's here. You forgot about him. Um, again, I don't dislike the Star Wars movie, but it's, it's, you'd be hard pressed to find someone who, who loves it as much as Bea does. So, um, so that would probably be the closest thing to an answer that I have. Mm. Hmm, what do you like that I cannot stand? It's a shorter conversation if you ask me what she likes that I like. I wouldn't say it's like a movie or a series, but I cannot sit through wrestling. Whoo, Lord, like I cannot. And I am the type of person that I will try to like what you like. Because actually, you know what? It's like... We're lucky that I, I I like watching sports also. Like the other night, he wanted to watch Formula One, and I'm not big on Formula One, but I'll sit through it because it's super exciting, you know. But wrestling, I mean, it's fake. So it's like, what are we doing here? I don't get it. I do not understand it. Like the moves, I just I don't know if it, I wasn't exposed to it at a young age, and that's why like the magic around it that surrounds it, I don't get it so i cannot it's like i'm really checked out and he's like babe look <laughs> what's the other one that you watch like he was so sad that it wasn't nah, the connection was spotty and it was like choppy shot oh no and i'm like oh so yeah no resting please do not i can't sorry i i wish i liked it i try but oh you probably just haven't seen enough free Mysterio 619s in your life um, to develop an appreciation. But we'll get there. We'll get he there. has a belt in one of the bathrooms. <laughs> a U.S. championship belt. It's so ugly. And I'm like, what is this doing on top of the toilet? Like, you know, furniture. Yeah. So, yeah, when I move in, it's gone. <laughs> We're going to have to hide it. <laughs> I'm going to send it to Toby. Toby, you, you safe keep it for me. My U.S. championship. 
I don't get the it's fake argument though. I mean, like, it's a live performance. It is. <laughs> but it's a live it's performance. Fake. Right? It is. Yeah, but it's a live performance. Yeah. Yeah, okay, it's a live performance, but what is so exciting if you know that it's scripted from start to finish? I mean, what? like, why are you shocked? And it's like, I know that Yoda's not real. Yeah, but that's a movie. Like, I know for a fact that yeah, they edited it. This one's live. Uh, this is, yeah, I know. It's like moves that you study. So in my head, it's like, wow, they trained hours to do this. And these fans are like going and saying, oh my gosh, what happened? I can't believe it. And I'm like, what? Why can you not believe it? Like, they knew this was going to happen. So I don't know. I think it's, I wasn't exposed to it early enough to like it the way everybody likes it. But I respect you if you like it. I just can't sit through it with him. So, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not hating on you for liking it. I just can't sit through it. And this is, honestly, if we were, if we had to choose, like, on a Sunday afternoon and there was something else, I, I would say, turn that off. Like, turn that ish off. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, I for the record, during this pandemic, watched Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels at least seven times already. I, I don't know enough wrestlers. I know John Cena. <laughs> And um, Batista. That's it. Oh, and the Bellas. Because they were on E. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, you, yeah. You know The Rock was a wrestler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The Rock. Yeah. And I think that's why I also don't like But do you the know Rock. him as a wrestler? No, or I don't. You just know him as the I guy know from him The at, Mummy. Yeah, The Mummy. So I think that was my first, um, like, my first ever, like, when I... My first introduction to The Rock was that weird scorpion in The Mummy. And I was just like, what in the world? Scorpion King! Yeah. I was like, this is, that's ugly. Like, what's happening? I never liked it. So I I know that people, I know, what is he? Like the highest paid actor in the world right now? I saw that the other day. Probably. I understand that people love him. But I am not a fan. I'm not. (laughs) We agree to disagree. Yeah. All right. Uh, what's something that has taken over your life or something you've discovered because of the quarantine? It'd be like plants, I don't know, baking bread. Outside of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah, that counts. <laughs> well, if it counts, then for, for like a, a solid week and a half period there, um, we, we were all about the Real Housewives for a very quick second. Yeah, I I didn't. You know how everybody picked up a hobby during quarantine? That 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 was not us, no? No, I got plants. Yeah, he got plants. I just started working out more. I don't know if that's believable, but I'm working out more now than when you know than before the pandemic. And I wanna say that I've read like eight books, but I haven't finished a book. <laughs> you started eight books. <laughs> I started eight books. Yes. Yeah, that counts as two books. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I finished one. Oh, good for you, babe. I'm done. One for eight. What book was that? Oh, did you remember? I, oh, no, no. The Alchemist. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I never read it. So yeah. I was like, what is the big deal? And I was just like, oh. let's, let's get to know the Alchemist. Oh, I tried to pick up. And then I said, oh, you know, you I tried to pick up Call of Duty. Mm. Um, during the during the pandemic, and then I had I had really bad internet problems for like a week, 
it turns out it was a game problem. I couldn't get into the, the actual game. And then, you know, Bea was starting to feel bad for me. And then, you know, she helped me by encouraging she me. She sucks at Call of and Duty. Then, and then she finally saw me, like, get into, you know, get into a battle royale. <laughs> we waited 10 minutes to get into a game. And I died within the first 45 seconds. Um, it's not very good at yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm bad so, at yeah, it. So, yeah, we're coming to pick up. Um, I'm just cooking more now. Oh, yeah. I I never cooked for Nico before this, but I've cooked some dishes for him. I know how to cook. It's great. Yeah. Outside of outside of that and maybe a couple of like TV shows that we started and gave a chance to. Succession. We just um, finished we finished, that. We found time to finish Succession. But we started out, we started a couple of TV shows also that we were just like, and like, again, I could sit and finish like a bad TV show, but there were a couple we started and we were like, no, like this cannot go on. This is too tough to watch. We have not seen any K-dramas. Not one. Oh yeah, but we're close. You yeah. say that all the time, but it's August and we haven't seen any. Every day. I have nothing against it. Yeah, me too. I have nothing against it. Um, I think there's just like this force, an invisible force that when we look at it, we're like, oh, that's K-drama. Are you going to watch it? Nah, no, it's okay. No, it's because it, it, it's 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 our fault because we have such bad like such bad attention spans that you know we wanna we wanna be watching something it's on the background but we also wanna be checking Twitter and we also wanna be checking Instagram while we do it. So if you watch a foreign language show, um, it's kind of a little bit more difficult because you have to read all the subtitles and stuff like that. But every day is another day closer to us getting to the K-drama. So if you're listening to this, then you're probably suggesting K-drama that I you shouldn't miss. I am five episodes into La Casa. De La Casa de Papel. And I stopped. I was like, this is too stressful. Like, are you supposed to be stressed the entire episode? Like, each and every episode? I think, is that the point? This well, is this why is it's progress. a good the show. First time you were, the first time you were on yeah. the podcast. And then said, I quit. So I'm just like, no, no. And I don't, I don't care. It's okay. Hmm. You're missing out. If you had to choose the best movie moment, why is it the final audition scene from Save the Last Dance? Yes! 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 I love you! What? 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 Uh, ask it again, amigo. You asked in the perfect cadence. I can't, I can't ever replicate it. Oh, the way you sprang that on me is golden. Oh, this is podcasting gold. If you had to choose the best movie moment, why is it the final audition scene from Save the Last Dance? Babe, you've seen Save the Last Dance. Julia Stiles? No. Oh, Toby, a golden opportunity for her to see it for the very first time. No, I haven't seen it. I'm okay, I'm okay with All right. Julia Stiles. So, okay, all right. Amigo, jump, jump in for me here if I get it wrong. So here's, here's, here's in four sentences what Save the Last Dance is about. Julia Stiles is trying to get into Juilliard. Yes. Um, Her mom, unfortunately, gets into an accident and passes away. And she has to go and live with her dad, who lives in New York City. Um, And, you know, he's a jazz musician or whatever. Um, So she has to go to a tough public school in New York City, where she's probably one of only three white people in the entire school, right? And because she's a ballerina... Mm-hmm. Um, she meets fake Omar Epps. I, I, I don't know what the guy's name is. Fake Omar Epps teaches her how to dance hip hop. Yes. Right? Because there's a, I don't know, like a dance showdown every weekend at the club or whatever. It was the early 2000s. This used to be a big thing. So at the very, very end, 
she incorporates all the hip hop moves that she's learned into the classic ballet that she's oh. known her entire life. And it all culminates in this final audition scene to get into Juilliard. And once she does it, it's apparently like the movie plays it out like it's groundbreaking. Like it's, oh my God, oh, hip hop and ballet, all, right. in, all in one piece. But it's Julia Stiles doing it. Yeah, and so there was... And a, she is neither yeah, a ballerina absolutely. nor a yes. hip-hop dancer. But it is, I think, the best two minutes of dance on film ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I think one of the step-ups tried to rip off the story of, of this movie, but nobody did it like Save the Last Dance. Oh, you have to see it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll watch it then. Probably not, but... Wow, I love Hate That Movie. I gotta watch it again. I'm not going to watch that movie. Oh, Julia Stiles, God bless you. Okay. Cool. All right. Last question is, um, what TV shows have you guys binged during the quarantine? Um, there are a couple ones we tried. Mm-hmm. Um, really? But then we didn't... They were good. Like, we could see why they were good TV shows. We just couldn't bring ourselves to finish it. What's the, what's the Zendaya one? Oh, Euphoria. Yeah. We tried to watch like, Euphoria. And we've been told Euphoria is good. I know like Isn't as... Isn't it Zendaya? Zendaya, sorry. I, I know that of people our age... Yes. We're everybody supposed, we're everybody supposed to likes like it. it. Yes. And I don't think we disliked it. I think... Just... I don't think it's a binge type of thing. I think it's a once a week type of thing. You yes. get your Euphoria fix for an hour. You wait another you know, seven days before you watch it again. But to watch like six hours straight of it, it's like... It's a little, Ooh. it's heavy because, yeah, it's pretty like, intense. I don't so. want to have a teenager. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's, scary. it's, no, there's serious issues, right? Yeah. Obviously, she's recovering, well, or, or she's trying to. trying to recover yeah. um, from. Yeah, so, so, so Euphoria, we, we, we gave a try. Um, it, it's, not a, it's not a TV series, but I think you can see it over Bea's right shoulder over here. So we recorded the podcast in the middle of watching music and lyrics. Yes. And okay. I, and I, I remember this movie quite well. We're literally at the halfway point of the movie, I would say. They just got the song. They just got picked to do the song, right? They just finished writing the song. Mm-hmm. For Cora. For Cora. This movie doesn't miss a beat. It's so good. This is so far up to the halfway. Again, I don't remember what the second half is. The second half could probably be really bad. No, it's so good. But I'm amazed. I'm like, I am shocked at how, excuse the pun, pitch perfect Mm -hmm. this movie is as a romantic comedy that I will go as far to say as I think Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore are like the perfect rom-com couple. They're so cute. Watch it. Um, yeah, and th- I remember watching this movie and I remember the scenes that I laughed out loud. Like I literally was like, oh my God, that was so funny. And when I watched it again tonight, I was just, I laughed the same way. <laughs> it was like, it's like I was seeing it for the first time. So I think, I don't know, I'm such a big Hugh Grant fan. Like aside from music and lyrics, I just finished rewatching Two Weeks Notice, which it didn't do well. But I love Two Weeks Notice, and I don't know. I I mean, well, I love Sandra Bullock. I love Hugh Grant, but I don't know. There's just really something about Hugh Grant's humor that just makes me feel so chill and happy. So I think it's like a great 
feel good kind of movie. Um, yeah. Anything with Hugh Grant. Yeah, it. that's that's. I think that's the official recommendation from us. Yes. And and we are very like there, there's a very strong cosign here to watch Hugh Grant. Uh, music and lyrics. I'm not you know, I'm not gonna be crazy and say this is like the best rom com ever. Um, although if someone says that, I'm not gonna argue with them. But I will say it doesn't get talked about enough. Yes. I mean, everyone no. always talks about Notting Hill. Everyone yes. always talks about Pretty Woman. And, hey, you know, like Julie Roberts, you know, props to you. All due respect. But people have to put some respect on music and lyrics. I never thought I'd say that in my life. What? But I actually feel like when it came out, it did really well because we were playing that song on the radio. Yeah, yeah. We were no. playing that song yeah. on the radio. Like, Way Back Into Love became a pop song. So I think the movie did well when it came out. Yeah, it did. I don't think which people. Is, which is yeah, why it's a yeah. shock to me that over the past five years, it's not like a classic when people yeah, bring it up. Like which music is a and crime. It, it, it's so good. It's a crime. Okay. Pop, pop. Because okay, I'm done. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm we, not gonna we, sing. We, but yeah, music and lyrics that should be fun. Um, it's a good laugh. Yeah. No. And yeah. And it's it's Drew Barrymore at at her absolute. Peak. peak. Oh, I, I think she's so hilarious and yeah. just one of the, just the most adorable people ever on screen ever, like period. And he like Hugh Hugh Grant just has like charm coming out of his pores. Um and also he can sing. Yes, he can. Like like he passes off like as 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 uh as a professional music I've I'm losing all of my sports cred here um, by championing music and lyrics this much. But that is our official like recommendation right now. Um, we couldn't find it on any of the streaming we services. We rented it. Or did you buy it No, for we me? had to... We rented it for 149 pesos. I didn't at, want to. The, I was like, what? <laughs> on, uh, on iTunes. <laughs> but I now realize we should have bought it yeah. for how much? 549. 549. It's... it's it's a buy. Yes. It's a buy. It's a good buy. Yeah, it's, it's a, a good, good buy. Have have it in your library. And two weeks notice. Okay. Sure. Watch that also. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Sandy Bullock's okay, but like I, I have I have music and lyrics as a, it's it's a, I, I'm I I want to apologize for having forgotten about it. Is what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Any other questions? No, that's it. That's the last one. All right. Um, thanks to everyone who, who sent in their questions. Um, hopefully, you guys do so again when, you know, when, when we call out for questions. We really do enjoy um, doing these. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's always a, a fun time for us, uh, for myself, for Bea, for, for our great friend and podcast boss here, the amigo Toby from HR, um, to be doing this. At least I think you have fun doing it, right, Toby? I mean, sitting and hearing the I can never talk. tell. If Toby is impressed or not, he like because we do this over Zoom. <laughs> yeah. So he's always like, smiling guess, and laughing. Yeah, but I don't know if he's really impressed. Yeah, but I, I don't know if, if it's, it's okay. If we it's try. A, I don't know if it's a oh these two are fun. Yeah. Or if it's a I don't like doing yeah. this. Oh, <laughs> spending my time. No, but really, that I mean that. Like I don't know if Toby's impressed. And we never will. You serious? Yeah. I don't know. I can't tell if you actually like. Oh, that's a good point. Or like, <laughs> okay, cool. Next question. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, but no, it's no, great no. because it challenges me to like use every, everything that's left with my working brain. I feel like I'm wasting away in this quarantine. So, Toby's just laughing his way thinking, I just got to do this so I get hired by a bigger podcast. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to laugh until Nico Halili decides to make his own podcast and then I'm jumping shit. 
Thanks to everyone who tuned in. Um, please do continue to listen to the Call to Arms podcast. Subscribe and stream the episodes and share it with your friends. We, we greatly appreciate you. For myself, for the amigo Toby from HR, for Julia Styles over here, Bea um, Fabregas, my name Ramos. Thanks for listening. This has been the Call to Arms pod. Be safe, everybody. I want a million lives. I want a billion profits when all that I got is a villainous mind. I keep a real in the pocket while you hear the venomous lies. I do not speak like a prophet because I got a million styles. Let's see what's really inside. Pulling over in the whip. Flying out another trip.